Hi, guys. It is Kurt Schlichter's unredacted town hall VIP podcast of things that are occurring. And I'm a little uh, I'm a little dazed and confused because I'm happy. I haven't started drinking yet, but that's coming. I uh, wow. It is. I'm doing this early. I'm doing this on Friday, the 19th of November, 2021, the day that will live in family because uh, not infamy, but in family. Because uh, Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty by a jury of his peers, and the liberals are melting down, and I am bathing in a vat of their tears. Oh my gosh! I first of all, I, I here's the thing: I didn't even know what's going on. Then my pal Matt Bentley texts me. All I get is this boom, and I'm like, must be not guilty. I turn on uh, Fox, and uh, he's not guilty, and it is. Uh, what a delight. I was so happy. I was a little worried. A little worried there, folks, because the um I thought I thought the jury was hanging up. And that was my bad. See, I got cynical because I failed to understand that perhaps there is at least one institution somewhere that's doing its damn job. And the judge did that by making sure there was a level playing field, or at least uh uh, trying to with the garbage prosecution. Uh, he had a couple of mistrial motions in his pocket, and we may have seen those uh, cards played if the jury had come back with anything but a complete vindication of Kyle Rittenhouse for shooting uh, the uh, degenerate criminals and the degenerate uh, uh, other guy. Uh, shooting two of them to death and then just blowing the bicep off of one. I, I guess disarming him. <laughs> Get it? Because because he blew his arm mostly off. Um, yeah, just savoring. I was doing my uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's free dance, which was uh, kind of interpretive in nature. A lot of, uh, a lot of pelvic thrusting going on. Uh, not 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 in a bulwark way, you know. Not like the pool boy, but uh, uh, it's just. It, 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 it's so nice that uh, jurors came back and did their job, and they took a while to do it. They were actually going in and looking at the evidence. Now, I have said on a couple of a uh, couple of appearances, it have been me and some of my cronies. If uh, Larry O'Connor and Chris Stegall were in the jury, and you know we have Storm Pallia and uh, you know, James Ken, Matt Vespa, and uh, you know other folks, uh, and uh, we were the jury. It would have taken about four seconds for us to come to our verdict, which is uh, give this boy a medal. And instead, we would have taken about 20 or 30 minutes to find out where we were going to take Kyle Rittenhouse to party after. So that's that's the only reason we would have waited. Uh, but we're activists. You know, we swim in the cesspool that is American politics. And, um, you know, we're, we're look, we're activists. I, I, I know who I am. Uh, unlike uh, MSNBC, I don't try and fool anybody. I have an opinion. I have an agenda. I seek to uh, have them prevail. But I'm not going to tell you I'm, like, objective. Uh, anyway, normal they, they, these normal people in Wisconsin, these normal jurors, they, they took through. They, they, they were calling back for evidence. You know, I'd like to see this video again. Can you show me, uh, you know, we, we'd like to see jury instructions. I'd like to know, you know, what we... Uh, yeah, they, they actually took their time and went through it. And I, I mean, they obviously came to the right decision. But I was I was thinking that they were caught up because everyone would make a decision very quickly. And they did not do that. It looks like that. 
we will undoubtedly hear from the jury because the mainstream media is going to do everything it can to dox them. And already has. You had MSNBC doing the like little car chase after their bus, which was unbelievable. Even I was stunned by that, but I like it because it's a giant red pill moment for the saps out there. I'm not going to They don't want to do politics. But they know, you know, deep down, tampering with the jury is wrong. They're just like, you know, I don't like politics. I don't want to get into that. But, you know, when the media is trying to track down jurors to intimidate them, I, I think there's something wrong with that. And there is something wrong with that. There's something very wrong. And uh, this whole thing's been a red pill. Did you know there, th- th- this is absolutely true? There are people out there who still think that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three black people. Now, if they happen to be black people who were, you know, convicted pedophiles and the like who were trying to kill them, then no, no tears. Uh, similarly, if Kyle Rittenhouse had been black, can you think of a single conservative who'd be like, nah, nah, I, when I was a white guy, it was okay, but now he's a black guy, I want him to go to jail because he killed, you know, a pedophile. Uh, this doesn't necessarily apply to people associated with the Lincoln Project for reasons that are very, very obvious. Anyway, so, we, you know, I, I, I look, I... I was thrilled they came to the right decision. Leftists are going insane. And it is so hysterical, and I just don't care. This just shows that white supremacy is, is, is out of control. Well, I don't know. But I'm not, like, shocked. People are like, that doesn't make any sense. None of these people are white. Why would you think it would make sense? Why would you think that some sort of how objective truth actually matters in this case? That there's some sort of, you know, way you could argue and they go, oh, I understand your facts. I have changed my view. Now I would like a, now I accept a position where the leftists lose. It doesn't happen. You know, normal people's criteria is what is true based on the evidence. Leftist criteria is what helps us at right this minute. So they can be all for violence in burning down a city and then all against violence for shooting, you know, pedophiles trying to kill you. <clears throat> and, uh, and they are. So, I, like, I, I, like I said, it's a giant red pill moment. I don't think this is going anywhere. I think people, people have seen what's up. Look, there, there was, I don't know, circling back in the words of, uh, Jen Psaki, who really had a tough time today, you know, with uh, uh, Biden getting hollowed out in his uh, uh, colonoscopy. And uh, uh, once again, um, Kamala Harris uh, getting a temporary promotion based on penetration. It's, you know, it's, it's been a tough day. But I want to circle back to the, the, the point I, I missed. I, I, I've got a, I, I work with a guy uh, uh, at the gym. He's like a trainer. Shout slogans at me and make sure I things and push that to uh, pump the iron appropriately. And he was telling me he had met a lady like, like two days ago. And she had said, you know, I just think it's terrible, this Kyle Rittenhouse guy killing three black people. And he was like, well, none of the people he shot was black. 
And she like literally didn't know that. She was like stunned. She was like, but 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 the president the president said he was a white supremacist. Yeah, the premises is retarded. the president is retarded, so you know, it's kinda you know, he's an ancient senile, desiccated old freak. So it's not really gonna be a thing with him where you, you should rely on him for your information. Uh, he's also the guy who says, uh, you know, none of this is my fault. It's also all to my credit. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know. So anyway, there are people out there who believe this stuff. The Independent, which is some commie newspaper from uh, England, uh, actually put on their thing, you know, man found uh, not guilty of killing three black men. That's not what happened, but none of that matters. Why? Why do you think it matters? You think it matters? My the other argument I, I like, and they're not argument. I keep calling them arguments. I keep picking them apart, and we all do. And it's kind of beside the point because none of it matters. But if you were, ha you know, if you were to make it, you know, when they said, well, if it was a black guy, he he definitely would have been convicted. Who's the conservative is out there who'd go? Yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I was pretty convinced it was self-defense against the convicted pedophile, the anal rapist of children, who was trying to take this minor's gun to presumably kill him after using the N-word at him and uh, threatening to kill him. I was all on the shooter's side. Then I found out the shooter was black. Who's, who's that guy? Of course, that's crazy talk, but none of it matters because it because it's not about that. There is no constellation of facts that you can generate that will prove to them anything different than what they want to have happen. The same thing is like global warming. There's no way you can ever prove they're wrong about global warming because it's not about proof. It's about power. Okay, it is that when they make what. We would call arguments, but they're not really arguments. It is inevitably about convincing you to give your power and money to them. And you've just got to stop participating in that debate. You've got to be equally as obtuse. There is nothing you can tell me about Kyle Rittenhouse that will not make me want to give him a medal for what he did. There is nothing you can do that will ever make me want to do anything to decrease my carbon footprint. In fact, I'm going to increase it simply because it will piss you off. Do you see what I'm doing there? I'm, I'm fighting fire with fire, and frankly, our fire's tougher because these people have a glass jaw. They're not used to pushback. The Kyle Rittenhouse, driving them crazy, especially because conservatives are like, meh, I'm pretty glad he shot those guys. You know, I tweet out, you know, friendly things like, uh, if you think Kyle Rittenhouse is happy, how do you think the uh, children that uh, Rosenbaum raped feel right about it? You know, not not exactly a friendly thing, not a nice thing to say, uh, but I, I don't care. And what's it? Well, what's it supposed to achieve, Kurt? It degrades our debate. Well, I'm, a, I'm not having a debate. B, I don't think you can degrade what you're calling our debate anymore. C. This is my way of saying fuck you. And there's a lot of people out there saying, 
we are unleashing the power of no. We're refusing to abide by their premises. We're refusing to play their games. And all they are doing is playing games. But slowly we're holding it accountable. You know, first you get a guy named uh, Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty. Then you get people showed up at school boards. Pretty soon, Glenn Youngkin's getting elected Virginia. You think this is separate? It's not. It's all tied together. It is, and, and, the, and, the, and the power structure is fighting back. Very interesting development right now with the New York Times. Now, remember, the FBI raided Project Veritas because Project Veritas allegedly had the diary of Joe Biden's daughter. And there was some creepy stuff about showering. It was just, I mean, it's not Hunter-esque, but it's pretty tacky. And FBI raided him because, as you know, diary napping is a crime, like the feds are involved in for some reason just now. Uh, and the FBI is not totally the Democrats' version of Stasi. So anyway, FBI raids Project Veritas. Next day, New York Times gets a bunch of documents privileged documents, opinions written by lawyers for Project Veritas uh, that were on the electronic equipment that the FBI took, handed over to the New York Times and published. Attorney-client privilege material. And, you know, I don't think they thought this thing through. Now, what they probably thought is, well, no one's going to care. Now, you know, other media is not going to care about us stealing a journalist's uh, legal uh, advice. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be any pushback from the FBI. They're not going to care because it's them who leaked it. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, last laugh, though. See, Project Veritas was suing the New York Times. They were in a civil lawsuit. That's a different lawsuit. It had nothing to do with this diary raid. But when you're in a lawsuit, suddenly you've got other considerations. You have another judge looking at what you're doing. And if you somehow obtain, because someone stole it, and that's what happened, some FBI guy stole it from the FBI and gave it to the New York Times, which published it. If you come into possession through theft of attorney-client documents from your opponent in a civil lawsuit, well, that is a huge discovery. That is a big, big problem. I don't think they thought that through. See, they were already in a lawsuit. They already were in under the court's jurisdiction. And they can't just say, well, First Amendment, no, no, no. This isn't about whether you can print it or not. This is about the rules that apply in a civil lawsuit. You've broken them. You obtained attorney-client privilege documents from your opponent, knowing they were attorney-client privilege. There are legal responsibilities when you do. Occasionally, they'll do. That. I've had I've had actually people send me like letters to their clients by accident during discovery, and you 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 can't read them. You got that dear client. I and you're like, oh shit, this is privileged. And you 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 say, hey, you know, you write a letter. Today you produced a document. It was bait stamp number uh, OC five one two three. I didn't read it, but I believe that may be an attorney privilege document. I'm putting it aside. I need you to take a look at it. If you tell me it's privileged, I will destroy it. Usually it's electronic. So you can do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to read it. I mean, so you, you have responsibility in litigation. And the New York Times would think, but, but we're reporters. We, 
to do whatever we want. No, you're not special in the sense that you're a litigant. When you're a litigant, shit changes. And you don't get to play this kind of bullshit game. And uh, that was uh, some folks associated with Harney Dillon, who is great, and Ron Coleman, some other folks. Uh, and I, I I forget the particular lawyers. I don't want to leave them out because they did a great job. They went into court and said, you know, we're Project Veritas lawyers. Look at these guys have obtained attorney-client privilege. Stuff. And the judge was like, and this is in the state court defamation thing. State court said, oh, shit. Okay. New York Times, you need to stop looking at it, stop using it. We're 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 gonna dig down on this, and the New York Times is like, but we're usually but see we usually get these kind of leaks, and it's and it's like no, you're a litigant. There's no special litigant, no special New York Times exception where you get to get attorney-client privilege documents from your opponents via the government committing a crime, government person committing a crime to do it. So that's a big deal. I'm pretty excited. Uh, and that's getting overshadowed by the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. But you can see the, you know, if it was Judge Schlichter, I'd be like, I want you, I, I'm, I, okay, December 5th, you're in my off, you're in my courtroom. Uh, I am ordering you to show cause why I should not strike your answer for this unbelievable discovery abuse. Uh, allowing yourself to come into possession knowingly of attorney-client privilege documents related to this case. Because they were documents from Project Veritas related to how it conducts its investigations which is the subject of the lawsuit. So I, I intend to strike your answer. Now, what's strike your answer? Okay, when you file a complaint, there's a response. You got like 20 days or 30 days or what? It's usually called a complaint. There are things that can happen. Sometimes it's a petition. Uh, you get, a, you get a, uh, uh, a pleading, and then you have a response to pleading. You, have to, you, know, you can make a motion to dismiss all or some of it, uh, or you can respond by what's called the answer. Okay, you would answer, and your answer would essentially be, "I deny everything in this." And there's different pleading rules in California. You can just say, "I just generally deny it," and here's some affirmative defenses. That is, things that I would have to prove uh, as the defendant. Just remember, burden of proofs on the plaintiff. Affirmative defenses. Burden is on the defendant. And uh, in other places, you have to answer each paragraph of the pleading, the complaint, individually. And sometimes you deny them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you uh, admit. So, anyway, when you strike the answer, you take away the answer, that means you are open to default. Okay? If there's no answer, no response to pleading, you're in default. You have not responded, and your default can be taken, and then you don't get to defend yourself, and the airside gets to go and prove your case to the judge, but you don't get to defend yourself. So that's a kind of a thing. Uh, that, that is what I would do in response. Now, I don't know what actually is going to happen in response because, you know, but that's what I would do as a judge, because this is complete bullshit. There's got to be one set of laws. And it's kind of funny that, you know, with Rittenhouse, liberals are going, well, if it was a black guy unjustly accused, he'd be convicted. So this this white guy should be unjustly convicted, which I find to be 
a strange argument, then I remember, oh, they aren't making arguments. They're just saying shit that will get them what they think they will they think will get them. And there are two standards, you know, for the in crowd, which of which the New York Times is one, and the rest of us, of which the Project Veritas is Project Veritas is not in the in crowd, it is in the out crowd. It is the A B club of American politics. It's uh, you know, a bunch of nerdy guys who uh, uh the jocks you know want to give wedgies to, but yet keep out thinking. That's Project Veritas. I don't know if they like that analogy. And maybe I could be more specific, but you get the idea. So anyway, Kyle in the his. Kyle in the house, Kyle in the written house. Oh, I like that. Um, what's he feeling right now? I feel feeling pretty damn good. Is he feeling like suing people? He probably is. Can he sue people? You anybody and sue anybody. You write up your complaint, remember? The problem is, usually it's met by a response of pleading in the form of a motion to dismiss. If it's federal, it's usually under Rule 12b-6. And uh, it's usually your defamation case fails because uh, you haven't actually been defamed by a defamatory statement. Uh, the defamation uh, of fact has to be a statement of fact. That's where people get around. You know, I didn't, I didn't say a fact. I gave an opinion. An opinion is absolutely protected. You cannot sue someone over an opinion. So what's, an, what's the difference between a fact and an opinion? Well, what if I called you a dick? Okay. I said, you are, you know, uh, Joe Schmo is a dick. Did Joe Schmo sue me? No. First of all, it's untrue in the literal sense. You have to remember, defamation has to be untrue. Okay. It's untrue in the literal sense. He, he is not a penis. I mean, perhaps he wields one, but he, he is not one. In the figurative sense, well, Nobody's objectively a dick. It's always an opinion. Now, maybe a good, solid opinion, well-supported by evidence of being a dick. But being a dick is an opinion. It's not a statement of fact. cannot be proven objectively. Uh, I would argue that being called a white supremacist would be that. I, most of my – look, I've, I've won a million-dollar libel verdict. But I've also done a lot of defense, and my defense would be, well – you know, you sued my client for calling you a white supremacist. White supremacist effectively means nothing. And the left has really helped with that because it effectively means nothing. If they're calling uh, Kyle a white supremacist and there's no non-white people involved, really has no meaning. How do you measure it, too? Now, what might be different is if you said uh, Kyle Wittenhouse is a white supremacist Nazi member of the Kenosha Nazi party. He has, uh, you know, a, uh, Nazi uniform. He has, uh, a Nazi club card. He, you know, he is the, uh, you know, treasurer of the Nazi group. Uh, he, uh, you know, on Tuesday the 14th, he stood up and said, Hey, you know, my name is Kyle Rittenhouse and I like Hitler because I am a Nazi. Okay. Those are specific that you could, they're, they're definitely derogatory. It's bad to be a Nazi. And if there actually is the Nazi party of Kenosha, that is a thing. You can measure that. So that might be, and you got to assume it's all untrue. If he could show it was all untrue, 
All right. You might have a defamation case. Uh, remember, you also have to call cause damages. Um, I, I think it's probably per se. That is, without you don't need further evidence damaging to be a Nazi. I think Nazis are a, a, you know, such a universally loathed thing that uh, to call someone a Nazi is to like, per se inflict damage. On them. I'm not sure what Wisconsin libel law looks like. So. Anywho, I think most of the cases, though, are not going to be that specific. It's why I say, he's a racist, he's a Nazi, he's a vigilante. Okay, what do any of those things mean in any objective sense? They, they don't mean anything. They're really just kind of meaningless statements. It's all Jeffrey Tubin on a Zoom call playing Touch Monkey. Uh, it done, it, I mean, it's just, it's nothing. And frankly, is it even derogatory anymore? You know, it used to be derogatory to be called gay. You say someone, you know, John Smith is a homosexual. And you could measure that. You could say, well, yes, he has had sex with other men. That's one way to show it. But, you know, homosexual would have been derogatory at the time. I think there's case law out there where it's not derogatory anymore. So someone could come up to you and go, you know, you are a homosexual who has sex with men. And, uh, is that derogatory? Yeah, we haven't even got to true yet. Is it something bad about you? And I think most judges, uh, mo I, I think the law would be pretty clear that, well, in 2021, calling somebody homosexual is not derogatory under libel law. Some people might not like it. Some people may want to keep it hidden, but it's not going to cause you kind of the, the uh, societal contempt that, say, calling you a Nazi. You know, some people might not like it, but okay. That doesn't make it derogatory per se. So, so could, could he sue? I, 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 look, I haven't seen anything that I consider sufficient to form the basis of a viable defamation action. I might. My look, here's my reaction. Somebody and it happens a lot, Kurt. So and so has said XYZ about me. Do I have a libel suit? At which point I say, No, you do not. Your libel suit will inevitably fail. <coughs> and you may end up paying if there's an anti slap law, you may end up paying their attorneys. What? And I say, Okay, now that I've told you your case you have no case. Remember, you can always file your case. You can anybody can file a complaint. It's just whether it works or not. Yeah, but you have no viable complaint. Let me see the facts, and then I'll tell you more. So I always assume you're going to lose because libel is the hardest of all causes of action. It should be. It should be the hardest. You don't want people suing you. No. You can be injured by thing, people saying things about you, but it's pretty rare. And we as a society uh, would rather bend over in favor of free speech, uh, over libel recovery. Hey, Bitey, cut it out. That should be Barky because you're barking. So be chill. Anyway, I always say, hey, it's a bad case. I, they don't take many. It's very rare to take a libel case. Uh, they're terrible. They're almost impossible to win. Uh, you take a huge risk, especially if there's an anti-slap. 
because you may end up paying the other side's legal fees. It's just bad. So it always annoys people because they're like, but he said really mean things about it. He sure did. They are not liable because, yes, it's derogatory. Uh, yes, it's untrue, I guess. But it is also uh, pretty much opinion. It's not really a statement of fact. He called you a butthead, a liar, a jerk, or whatever. And liar and fraud, there, there are numerous cases where people got called liars and jerks. Well, you can't show that I like. Nah, that's, that's pretty much always going to be opinion as opposed to a statement of fact. It just is. I know you don't like it. People are going, but Kerr, what about? No, stop. Don't do that. I'm telling you how it is. You don't have to like it. I'm just telling you how it is. And how it is is, uh, gosh, it's a half hour in. That is my town hall VIP for today or this weekend. Uh, I'm going to figure out what kind of steak I want to have uh, to celebrate Kyle Rittenhouse's Because I think I want a steak. I want to celebrate. I'm going to have some red wine. It's going to be a quality evening. And uh, I want you guys to go to my On Locals page. Get on there because everything Kurt goes through my On Locals page. And you get my morning report every day. That will fulfill your lives. If your life is empty, you you can pour some Kurt into it. And at least you have me sloshing around in there. Get my Kelly Turnbull books. Read my stuff every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Are you reading the stream of consciousness or watching it? Because the stream of Kirchis is kick some ass. It's amazing. So you'll want to be on that, too. That's my uh, Town Hall VIP unredacted podcast for November 22nd, 2021. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, much to be thankful for. Like uh, live shitting themselves over Kyle and Adios. Adios.